All right, we're rolling. Back on for um, our Shit, ninth episode. Ninth. God ninth. damn, number nine. Yeah, number nine. Our ninth episode together in total. Our second. Our this this is the first time we've done one back to back. I believe. Um, we've done them before with different episodes spaced in there and everything like that. This is the first one we've done back to back. Um, and that was not the plan originally. I tweeted out, um, about an hour ago or so, something like that. I was going to be talking to, uh, Brian Konkowski. He's running for, oh shit, my, <laughs> my microphone, <laughs> my microphone slid off the, the thing I have it like propped up on. It just, it about just smacked me in the face. 60 well, seconds I, in. That's a beautiful. Not yeah, even a minute. It, yeah, I was trying to. I don't know. I don't even know what. Yeah, no, it threw me off my game. Um, oh yeah, no, I was originally this evening going to be talking with Brian Konkowski, who's running for state senate district thirty-two in Maryland. Um, but uh, he lives in the East Coast. I live in Central Time, and work ran a little late today, so. Uh, instead of talking to him this evening, I'm going to talk to him sometime later this week, maybe this weekend, uh, and I'm going to get that episode out uh, the Monday before Election Day, which is uh, less than two weeks away. So very excited to talk to him. It couldn't happen tonight. It was just too late, uh, but He's I a- will get him on. Um, yeah, day before Election Day. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's going to be crazy. These These midterms are a big deal here in the States, and um, it's wild. I, I don't know how he finds the time to even sit down with me, but uh, he's a he's a libertarian candidate, isn't he? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. your your tour is. We have a election about to be here. I feel like your tour of libertarian candidates, like we're gonna have to, you know, keep on rolling with them. We're gonna have to start looking towards twenty twenty four. Get everybody, you know, find out who's running. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I, it's funny. I've actually already talked to. Not recorded with, but uh, DM'd someone who is like already running for Congress in 2024. Um, she was running this cycle, but she had some stuff come up. She's going to run in 24. I mean, so, you know, I, I mean, I think we're going to see people start to throw those feelers out there and maybe even go ahead and declare pretty early. Um, 2024 also have a presidential election oh, yeah, going on. Kinda- so. You know, I mean, we're going to see presidential candidates start declaring um, very early, I think, you know, maybe as early as as December of this year or, you know, into the spring of next year. But I mean, I I fully expect that, you know, election season is going to take a little bit of a break between November and uh, and next year. But uh, it's not going to be that long of a break, only a couple of months and we're right back in it. I think February is like, I feel like when you, by February, you see all like the, like the crazy types, not crazy types, but like the long shot candidates start throwing their hat in the ring. Like the, I think Richard Ojeda is the name that is just pops in my head from like 2020 when all like the Democrats were announcing, he announced like, he was like one of the first ones and it was like, you know, that shit lasted like a month, but you know, he was, (laughs) he was an interesting guy. It's it's like those, those people who like are looking to kind of like, started like they already kind of have a bit of a brand going for themselves and they're kind of unorthodox candidates kind of they're like yeah i'll do it like everybody always starts talking about mark cuban running for some shit you know it's just that type of that time of year you know yeah i think uh a lot of people use it you know they already have a brand and and then they use running for president to build that brand up like ojeda is a great example of that because now he does the uh um I think it's called No Dem Left Behind. I think he's got a pack and a website, and you know he uses to elect Democratic candidates. And um, he's also got a. Doesn't he have like a, a CBD brand or some shit? Oh shit, he might. I don't know. I think he Here does. He should fucking sponsor the show. Yeah, he definitely. He should come on the show. I would. I would love to have him on the show. I, I really like him. I'm a. I'm a fan. If we were live on Twitter, we could just shout it. We could just try to get him on right now, you know. But yeah, yeah, might have to. Yeah, I don't know. Might have to do a fucking live and just just invite a bunch of different. Maybe maybe we can do like a post like a post election 
Twitter space party for all the libertarian candidates and just invite them on the show, like all of them. And we could just, you know, just hang out, talk about stuff. Yeah, just do a, do a Twitter hangout thing and just like, yeah, yeah try, try to set it up for like Thursday after the election's over. I don't know. Maybe you need to give it like maybe Saturday or something like that. Yeah. That'd be yeah. a good one. It'd be fun just to kind of talk about, you know, just talk about the races, what they learned, the results, you know, how they're feeling, you know, what, what, what they think they did well, what they think they did, you know, could have done better with, um, I, everything like that. Just, you know, I think, uh, I don't know. I think it's a pretty cool idea and I think it would be pretty cool to go ahead and like help some of them guys get the jump on 2024. Yeah. Just get kind of like, you know, just kind of talk about it more. Get the, it's it's a good time for like a, a third party for new ideas. Like with like a, such a tight Congress, like even this is like the opportunity year because everything's like fifty fifty. So if like you know if you were the one other voice in the room, then like you would get attention no matter what your party was. But like since it's probably going to be, which I'm, is actually a great segue into our next conversation about the Senate races coming up. Since it's you know it's probably going to be like fifty one forty nine or something like that, you know, a third party doesn't really, it matters, but it's not the same, you know, like two, you, now you have to have like two, you have to, I don't know. But like, if you were to win now, if you were to, if, if like, you know, the libertarian party or the forward party or whoever the fuck was to put all their money into one specific race in one state that was like shit, like Montana or some shit like that, where it's not that many people, you know, it, it could fucking do something, but you know, they're not, they're not paying me my fucking consulting so yeah it would be cool to see them do that though it would just take a you'd have to have such a such a unique set of circumstances to happen for that to even even work like i think about um, utah their senate race they have a republican incumbent whose name i cannot remember and then evan mcmullen who's you know he's an independent but he's actually you know he's actually a democrat former Republican Democrats have endorsed him, all this kind of shit. And like, that would be a race. Like that's the kind of situation libertarians would have to find themselves in. Like for them to actually get a seat, you know, um, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's impossible. I mean, shit, the fucking, they did it over there in Utah, you know, Democrats didn't run a candidate and decided to back Evan McMullen, a conservative independent instead. Like you could run a libertarian against some Democrat somewhere and then have the Republicans agree to back them, not run one. Like that's really what I it would take. Independent would have to be the move. It had to be like it had to be one of those people that was kind of like a crossover like that, you know, former Republican, now independent, but actually Democrat. So like, you know, their people feel safe and they feel like. You know, it's not just some, I remember like my grandparents telling me when I was younger and shit, I would mention, oh, like, you know, libertarian this, libertarian that, or some other third party or some shit. And they would just be like, there's no point. Like, just stop the nonsense, you know, like yeah. just shut that shit down real quick. But I don't know. You know, I like the idea. We're living in, we're not living in the fifties and sixties anymore. This <clears throat> is a new fucking political landscape. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, my parents are also big uh you know like you can't like you you have to vote and you can't throw your vote away and they see voting third party as throwing your vote away and i and i just i like i just think that's the wrong way to look at it so like if you've got if you've got a democrat and a republican and they're both terrible like why not vote for the libertarian like they might not win but like you don't owe your vote to one of those two evil fucking assholes, you know, just just to be able to say, oh, I voted for someone that had a chance to win. So what? Why not throw that support behind the libertarian, bump their numbers up so that next time around the libertarians have more influence in the election and the candidates, the people running for office start to act a little more libertarian. I mean, you know? I think, though, the problem is, like, if you don't win, though, if you like. They're like, oh, this libertarian got 6%, <clears throat> and it gives, like, you know, libertarians a shot. Like, when it comes around the next time, it's like that 6% that was normally, like, 2% is now going to be – like, that 4% that, you know, decided to vote for it that you could convince. Like, they're not going to, like 
I mean, I feel like it has to be, it has to be a unique set of circumstances. Like you have to like not have an alternative. Like it has to be like a Republican controlled spot or a Democrat controlled spot. Like that there's no, you know, that one of the major parties doesn't care at all. Otherwise, like you will probably lose if there's any amount of money going into it. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, you will lose, but like that you won't have long-term gains because people will be like, well, why did I waste my money on that? I feel like you need to set up stuff like, I don't know. I don't know. You just need to be active. I don't know what political parties do to be active in their fucking communities. I don't, I don't know what they used to do, but like, I guess unions and shit used to be stronger. So like you had some, you could go speak to a large group of people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, <laughs> the scenario I was thinking of in my head when I said, you know, you got a bad Republican and a bad Democrat, I was thinking about the governor race here in Texas, you know, where I live and I'm yeah. going to vote and I'm actually probably going to go vote tomorrow, take advantage of some of this early voting. Um, I could have went and voted over the weekend. I just didn't because I'm lazy and it's a very easy thing to procrastinate. Uh, but I very, I, yeah, I might take advantage of that tomorrow. And, you know, I'm just not, you know, I, I don't like Greg Abbott. I think he's, <laughs> he's, he's just not a good governor. And I really don't think Beto would be a good one either. I don't, I don't trust him. I don't really like a lot of the stuff that he's running on. I, you know, I, I don't want either of them to be governor. And I don't feel like either of them has earned my vote. So why not vote for someone like Mark Tippetts, who better matches my ideology, actually stands for things that I also support. And he's, he's also been on the show. So he's uh, also been on the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would love, so would, and, and I would love to have him back. <laughs> It'll be the best thing. Yeah, especially, no. especially after, uh, after I vote for him and he becomes governor, but I, that would uh, be good. Yeah. You know, I just, like, like, why not vote for him? Like, why give my vote to Greg Abbott, who doesn't deserve it, and, or give it to Beto, who doesn't deserve it? Why not vote for a guy who's actually up there trying to fight for people's liberties and their freedoms? I think you it's know? like a great time, too, because just like, and I think, I mean, I think it's going to continue to be fine because I think people are just tired of the bullshit. I think media being the way it is and like everybody being on the internet the way they are, getting just tired. Like that was the thing that Trump did was made everybody pay attention. They're like, "What the fuck is going on over here?" Like, hey, everybody was always pissed, but it was usually older people. Now, like, there's, I mean, we're in our fucking twenties, and I feel I feel like there's, I don't know, we we we're, we're around other twenty year olds and shit. They all seem to care more, you know. Yeah. They, yeah. People have a lot more people have something to say than they used to have something to say. <clears throat> but I don't know. We've only experienced this fucking life for this many years, so there's really no, you know everything's just your perspective of it so maybe it's yeah. the same as it was before yeah it was well, it's kind of just a new era in politics where like most people used to just not give a shit like at all you know what i mean like two-thirds of people weren't voting and they didn't care to they didn't give a fuck about anything that was going on nothing like if you wanted to avoid talking to people about politics pre-trump it was very easy to do very easy. Now, it feels like it's impossible. Like people are people are way more more active and engaged and political than they were. Never, just six you years never ago. saw some. You never saw somebody wearing like a fucking Bush hat or a fucking Obama yeah. hat. <laughs> yeah, and like making it their whole identity. You know, that like some true. people, that's all they got. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't talk about anything else. They don't do anything else. They don't wear any other hat. It's just, it's, you know, I mean, they just, it's become a part of everybody's personal brand, how you vote, you know, the, you know, whatever ideology you are, what you believe in, like, it's all become a part of your, like, your brand. And, and like the place that maybe, you know, shows that the most is like Twitter. Twitter used to not be nearly as political as it is now. You know, but now yeah. it's like you I see mean, people put their shit in their in their names and their display name, their username, their bio, their they like you know everything people, on their social media is centered around it. But just like I mean, just the the regular average person though, like I feel like even they throw something in their bio that suggests some one thing or another, and like you know, 
they might not be as fucking active on like Twitter or pays attention to as many things as me or you, but like, I mean, Trump is one, was one of the biggest fucking people ever to do anything on Twitter. He definitely trickled into your life in one way or another. And he's going to again. <laughs> maybe, maybe I hope so. I would love, I'd love for him to come back to Twitter. I'd, I'd love not, for him to come I, on the podcast. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd love for him to come on too. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not the biggest fan of the guy personally, but he did definitely make Twitter more entertaining. He he like set the agenda for Twitter. Because he'd, he'd wake up and start tweeting at like four in the morning, you know? And so then by the time everyone else is waking up and hopping on Twitter, and by the time that, you know, the news has really started running more serious shit, like, well, more serious shit, I mean, like, like, like real news shit, like political news shit, they always talked about his tweets. Like, that's how they started off everything. Like, you know, I mean, he, he, he Trump he's... tweeted. He would set the agenda for the world to like, or not the world for like Western media, probably, but, but kind of everyone was paying attention to it around the world. Like enough people, or not everyone, but you know, a fair amount of people. Cause like, you, honestly, cause it would really affect the fuck out of the stock market, you know? Yeah. Certain things okay. he would say would just do certain shit. And it was just like, I don't know. He was, it, it was just a different time. Yeah. You know, not, was- not a recession. Yeah, it was profitable to pay attention. <laughs> it was what, profitable to pay attention. Yeah, to, to what Trump was treating out. I mean, I don't know if he'll come back or not. He said that he, or like you know, when this stuff was going on a while back, Trump said he wouldn't come back even if Musk bought it. Uh, I think the thing is, like, uh, his own social media hasn't done all that great. So, like, I think that he might still come back. Because, I mean, the thing is, every, the only thing anybody sees of his social media is what people post on Twitter of it, you know? Yeah. I don't have I don't have Truth Social. I mean, I, I think I have the app downloaded, but I don't think I ever, you know, created the profile and all that shit. Yeah, no, I don't, uh, yeah, I, 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 just, I don't have one. And I don't know anyone that have has one. Even my, like, conservative friends are not. They just don't, they don't care that much to download the app and follow shit. But I mean, clearly some people do, but I, I don't know if it's not doing that well, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I think things the, are not going well. My conservative friends don't really give a shit about most of this stuff. They honestly seem to like, they do vote though at the end of the day. Like they don't talk about it because they're usually like, for the most part, they're fucking working a job that requires them to be, you know, pretty actively working and not, you know. Not just like flipping through Twitter. I don't know. Everybody has a fucking hour or so that they do something stupid on their phone. So like, yeah. There's, I mean, I don't know, but like, you know, most of my conservative friends are not that uh, involved in it. You know. Yeah. No, that is true. Like, yeah, all, yeah, all of my, not all of them, but a lot of them are just not. Like I say, they're conservative because that's that is what they believe and everything like that. But they don't talk about it all the time. Hell, they might not even vote. You know, <laughs> like they might not even give a shit enough to actually turn out and vote. A lot of them. Also, just, I've noticed like oh no, continue. No, I was just you know they just like they they just believe some more conservative things because of you know their upbringing, what like where they're from and. Like that's kind of, you know, they like Trump because they think he's funny and, and cool and shit like, but that's kind of as deep as they go with it. You know, hate taxes, that kind of shit. Yeah. And they like, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, yeah. Like it's, they don't, they don't care enough that their issues that they're concerned about are very much like based on like local things, family things, things like that. Yeah. They, they usually, they, yeah. So it's like. Mm. They just aren't like uh, they aren't going for all the fucking nonsense, which is yeah. which is good, you know, because a lot of people, you know, want to play games and it's it is there's a lot of money to be made in this in that business. So like you know, it's good to get people riled up. It pays. Yeah, it definitely does. It pays and it pays off. You know, like the elections are, you know, for the most part, they're always about like drumming up support and. Like trying to turn the base out, you know. That's what like that's what every politician tries to do in the general election. They're trying to get that reliable, 
you know, Democrat, Republican base out to vote for him that they know is there. But you have to provide them with something, you know, for them to give a shit, right? Like you, you have to give them a reason to want to go vote for you. Otherwise, they're going to sit at home and, you know, not vote. They're going to enjoy their evening in. You have to give them something. And so like Trump being able to get people riled up and politics becoming something that people are more active in overall, people are starting to get more engaged and, you know, politicians are, I, you see how like how passionate some of these supporters are about the people that they support. I mean, if you can, if you can drum up that kind of fucking fire in somebody, you know, to get them not just to vote for you, maybe even to, you know, to go, uh, you know, work on your campaign or, or, or anything like that. Like the more people you have that are actively repping you and your campaign, you know, the better off you are. And it's just something you didn't really see a lot of. You saw it with Trump and you saw it with Obama. And that, that was kind of it though, really. Like people didn't get super gung ho excited about a lot of politicians in our lifetime before those two. Not that I can think no. of. Not that I can think of. I mean, Obama was. Wait, did you say Obama? Yeah. Yeah, Obama and Trump were kind of like. They, I mean, they were both. Kind of, they, yeah. they became superstars. Ah, I'm trying to think. People like to. Not in our lifetime, you know. Like, yeah, no, not really. <clears throat> I mean, people went nuts over Reagan. That was a little bit before us, but like. I mean. Yeah, that is true. It was. Did love him. It, but they loved him, but it wasn't like. Uh, I don't know. They just they just loved him because it was it we were it, the Cold War was a different time. It was like a it was one of those rally around the flag type things, you know. Yeah. It was like we we were, we were we went through a long stretch of that. I mean, this country hasn't existed for that long. We're going through phases of things, and now we're going into a time, you know. You continuously see that shit posted like the what is it? Hard times make tough people. Tough people, or then tough people make. Uh, easy times and easy times make soft people yeah, be careful you know, soft people some, people, hard times. some people found that offensive a few months back when joe rogan posted it <laughs> do you remember that uh, i don't know it was a pretty minor thing but he, he posted uh, that on like instagram or some shit and some people got offended over it people yeah people are <laughs> fucking ridiculous oh man yeah no. no they are ridiculous it's like it it just make i mean it makes sense you know, I do remember that. I do remember that now that you mentioned it. But yeah, no, uh, it just, no, yeah, it, it, does, it, it just makes make sense. sense. I don't know. I mean, yeah, if times get tough, fucking people got to get tough. That's really all they're saying. You know, and if you're fucking, you know, but, if things are going real well and you're living in luxury and you're having a great time and shit's easy for you, then yeah, you are going to become weaker and less capable, and you know, does more anyone ever go? What what generation has ever got to go their whole life without fucking many struggles? None of them. I don't know. Ours was that generation. Well, no, kind of, not really. There wasn't serious struggles. Yeah, I think maybe well, ours was, was kind of like yeah. Oh yeah, see, that was a fucking yeah. Yeah, that, that you know nine eleven the wars, oh eight. But like nine eleven and the wars. Like those were well, there was nine eleven wasn't good and everything, but like there wasn't like a no the wars we did have it wasn't like a World War Two kind of thing. I mean, it wasn't good. We did get into a war became like an occupation of a place and like a we were at war with like terrorism versus being like country against country. I mean, we it was country against country, but not in the same. You know, there was there was some you know different things. Yeah, it was definitely different. But you now know, we're headed. Just... Now we're in like a I don't know. People want to. Well, now we're back in Cold War shit. Is really just where we are. We just fucking like went back to Cold War shit. Yeah, pretty much. We're fighting with Russia, you know, via proxy war in Ukraine. You know, we are we are basically essentially right back into that into that Cold War thing. We're at the like uh, we're at that stage where you're like Cold War, but now see the weird thing is like the the major proxy war is being fought between like 
you know, the UN and Russia, which is like, that's not good. You don't want to do country against fucking a bunch of other countries. Not UN, not UN, excuse me. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, NATO. Yeah. <laughs> not the same thing. Yeah. All these fucking no. acronyms and shit get me. Yeah, it's similar, but, you know, it's a, a lot <laughs> similar, of similar. <laughs> it's similar. <laughs> it's in that ballpark. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking heard it in like an international relations class or some shit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that is it. It's yeah, NATO versus Russia taking place inside Ukraine. Yeah, and so now, but that's yeah. So we need to, we need to go back to like proxy wars and shit. So we've always done proxy wars. We used to just call them like. I don't know, Reagan was always doing something there. You know, we were always, like, fucking fighting somewhere, doing some little mission or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And we did them big, too, for a while. Like, um, I I mean, Vietnam and Korea both were proxy wars with China. You know, they just took place in other countries. You know, we, we were fighting the spread of communism. You know, that's what but, it was. <clears throat> that's yeah, a lot it, of that shit. You know, and like a lot of you know U.S. troops died and everything like that. I mean, it's fucking horrific. But like that, I mean, that is that is what that was. You know, and we are doing the same thing with Ukraine right now. We haven't put any troops on the ground, and hopefully, we will not do that. You know, be so stupid. Um, we we should have learned from the other wasted war. Hopefully, and I I think that fucking. The nuke shit is stupid. I think everybody realizes that's just not a good idea. Hopefully, knock on some wood, though. You know, <laughs> yeah, you uh, you would hope. You know, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I, it's I don't know. It's hard to imagine somebody using a nuclear weapon today. It's just like I don't know. We like you once thought that, like, despite all of our differences. We all used to be on the same page that nuclear war was something to be avoided at all cost. And now there are people that don't seem to fucking think that way. And it it would just be so it would like even if it didn't kill that many people, right? Like it would still like just the implication of another country other than the United States using a nuclear weapon in war killing however many people you know like just just like allowing them to do that and get away with it and do it it would have i you know i i think the consequences from that alone would be real bad then other countries who have nuclear weapons can be like well i can use one and nobody's going to do shit to me so it's a dangerous game to play no it's a it's a very dangerous game to play. It needs to be avoided at all costs. Yeah, it does that. I just, I don't know. I hope. I mean, I think that, like, I think that this the solution is <clears throat> the solution is like, uh, well, it's hopefully the solution with this is like, like media and being able to like something like. Where you can connect, I don't know, what Starlink and shit like that. Something where everybody can be, we can all get on the same page and be like, okay, let's not do nuclear war. If we, like, like if we all come to the decision that if the the talking heads decide that they want nuclear war, like, you know, we put a stop to that. However, we have to as a collective human, like group, you know, like the CCP has China's biggest military isn't their state military, it's their communist party military. So, like, you know. Right. It's not, it's like, there's like, it doesn't, your government has to run things, but like if, if, I don't know, you know, I'm not saying, I, I don't know, there is like, if shit hits the fan, you know, then you have to, like, that's when countries start <coughs> going to that like totalitarian, authoritarian shit or whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah. If that's never good, because then you get like, Hopefully you get good actors, but you could not. Yeah, I think, yeah, they're definitely. 
I really don't know. There has to be some action that needs to be taken if, if like a nuclear weapon is used, you know? But like, I think like in an ideal world, like the citizens would just like get rid of their government. But like we, we use the nuke though. Yeah, but like that's us. It's different. We We're not a nuke. But why? What what happened when we did it? Who told us we shouldn't do that? Uh, I don't know. It's been a while since I took a history class. Damn, it has been a minute. I need to go back to school. I don't know. I think. Well, I think that was just kind of when we all decided it was a bad idea. Not that you know, like like, you know, there's you know, people debate whether we should have used one in Japan or not, you know, there's pros and cons like everything else. Um, but I think like after that, I think people were like, yeah, let's, let's not do that again. And we've been doing pretty good up to this point. <laughs> we fucking wiped out a lot of people. Not we, not us. There was like a, I didn't. a weapon. I didn't do I didn't, shit. We I didn't, didn't do, do anything. We were not alive. No. <laughs> like most people alive today were not alive then. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, you know, it was it was a decision made by, you know, by Harry Truman to do it, to shorten the length of the war so that the United States wouldn't suffer heavy casualty losses invading Japan. You know, like. Could could we have taken over Japan without that? You know, like yeah, maybe. How many troops would we have lost? I don't know. They have estimates and things like how many troops they thought they would lose invading Japan, but I don't know the numbers offhand. You know, so like, you know, like was the overall amount of life lost using the nukes worse than what it would have been if we had you know done like a traditional invasion? Of Japan, I don't know. It's hard to say because only one of those things happened. Only one of those things happened. Yeah, it's impossible to say. What, like, what if you know, like, what if we didn't do it, and then twice as many people total died on both the U.S. and Japan side? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like we don't know. We don't know how that would have turned out. We can't. We can only you know. We can only judge our country based on what it did. You know, not what it thought about doing or what it thought the outcome might be. We just we just don't know. Other people can can have that debate if they want. But, you know, like it, you know, it's pretty clear, I think, to just about everyone that, uh, you know, there's no need for anybody to use a nuclear weapon right now in any capacity. There's no Ukraine does not need to use one. Russia does not need to use one. Nobody there's Nobody just needs no to be reason. Anyone. There's a fight over some territory. There's way other. There's way like more methods that haven't been used yet. That's like the worst last case scenario. You should never want to use a nuclear weapon. Period. But the fear is that like that was kind of the thing with Bush and shit. It was kind of like with with that's why like fighting against terrorism was better than fighting against another country because another country will fucking might fuck around. Like if another country starts taking losses of any kind of territory or something like that, then like they might be inclined to like, that's why I like Putin saying like, I might use a nuke on our own territory. That is our, our shit, you know, that's why that's fucking scary is like, cause like, then it comes down to like a dispute over territory. It, that is actually, then it would become like, the use of nuclear weapons to claim territory would be a thing. You'd be like, I'm going to claim this territory and you tell me it's not mine. I'm going to fucking nuke my own claim territory. Yeah. 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 You definitely don't want that. Like there just has to be a better way to settle disputes over land, you know? Yeah, because, like, a lot of people who have some land disputes have nukes, like China, India, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, yeah. And if you open up the door for Russia to use a nuke or Ukraine to use a nuke on land that they claim, you know, like, what if one of those other major nuclear-wielding countries decides to do that for themselves? I think, And then the next know, one does it. The solution is to remove 
all chip making necessities from Taiwan and move them to the United States. Yeah. And then you take it where we have nobody that we're fucking have. We have no skin in this game. So then you make it where like if the U.S. has no skin in the game, then is there any reason for anybody else to get involved? Because then you make the U.S. making moral decisions like they're no better than you. Right now we use a nuclear or we used a powerful atomic bomb, whatever the fuck the difference is. Fucking is there a difference? What's the fucking difference? Hmm. Wait, between a between a nuclear weapon and an atomic bomb? And atomic like, atomic weapon, atomic bomb, yeah, what's the fucking Well, I think all atomic bombs are nuclear weapons, but not all. Nuclear weapons can that includes like a wider variety of things. Like um uh, there's a name for like those missiles, right? That have the nuclear warhead on them. I don't know. Yeah, like, like there's, a, yeah, there's yeah, you yeah. know, nuclear weapons come in more forms than just bombs, you know. ICBMs and shit, because yeah, like yeah, we yeah. dropped it, we dropped an atomic bomb on top of them. We drove a plane over, dropped it on them. We didn't shoot it from a fucking missile silo somewhere. Yeah, from 2,000, you know, miles away or whatever, right? Like, we didn't, you know, we didn't have that capability at that time. We literally just had to fly them things over and drop them. Fat man and little boy. Isn't that what they called the the bombs? There's something something for you. Boom. I do remember something, whatever my history teacher's name was. Shit, yeah, that's good, yeah. I also don't remember mine now that I'm thinking about it. Dude, do you remember? I, I heard some shit the other day. I might have said this on our last time we talked. Uh, fucking a great trivia question is going to be who was the fucking prime minister of fucking whatever the fuck when the Queen of England died? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know if you mentioned that on the podcast or we discussed it privately, but yeah, no, that that will be a fucking good one because everyone will forget. She wasn't in there, but what, 44 days? You know? Something like that, yeah. No. That's crazy. Speaking of, have you actually looked at, uh, this is not exactly the same thing, but, uh, you know, know, world powers uh, getting new leaders. There's been another one as of today. Uh, Lula is president in Brazil. Has Has Bolsonaro decided that he said fake election yet or what? See, I was actually about to. Well, the first thing I was going to look up was how much Lula won by, and then second was going to be if Bolsonaro has has said anything, <laughs> uh, because I, I I really want to know the answer to those two fucking questions. I, yeah. I hope this doesn't play any noise. Is real. Let me see. Uh, let's see. Brazil's supreme. This is from Reuters. Uh, Brazil's Supreme Electoral Court declared Lula the next president with 50.9% of the votes versus 49.1 uh, for Bolsonaro. And so yes, he will contest that. I, I would assume so. It's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard for me to imagine that he would not. Um, let's see. So further on in this Reuters article, it says that Bolsonaro's not said anything tonight as far as the election results go, uh, and that he did not uh, he did not call Lula to concede. So, you know, we might get some interesting news when we wake up tomorrow. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, well, not not for Brazil. It'll be entertaining for us, but... Uh, a water leak or something like that might have happened at an important fucking, you know, some important fucking election center in Brazil. You never know. <laughs> you never know. I don't know what he's going to do, man. I don't know. I I don't know. Well, like the polling leading up to the election showed Lula had a clear lead, but it was always so hard to imagine Bolsonaro actually losing just because he is that guy to claim you know, voter fraud and deny that he lost and everything. He's like already that. started that. He already laid the groundwork for that. Yeah. Which is like apparently a new thing we're doing. I don't know. I think we, we I think this is like a temporary thing that's happening. Wait, what Hopefully is the temporary like, thing? 
Uh, the election denial thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. I do hope so. Like, out of all the things, I you know, I, <laughs> I know that Bolsonaro is not a fucking American Republican, but Republicans here in the U.S., boy, too many of them fucking deny election results. And it just... I just can't, like, of all the fucking things that Republicans do that I disagree with, like, disagreements are one thing, but to just, like, to just be like, oh, that election was rigged because your guy lost, and it wouldn't matter which party did it. I'm not fucking, you know, know, I'm not in love with either party, but I'm just saying, like, you know, to, to just be like, oh, that election was rigged, you know, must have been voter fraud, you know, like, just because your guy loses, like, that's what an election is, man, like. You know how your sports team doesn't win the fucking title every goddamn year? Elections are the same way. Sometimes so I feel like there's, two, there's like two things there to like something we were talking about earlier and then now is like there's this whole new group of voters that came out now that Trump got there and like they they, they like believe everything he says to the point that like like they didn't give a fuck before the way they give a fuck now. Or maybe they did give a fuck before. There's a certain type of person who's also very swayable in, in this world and, like, just follows and believes whatever the fuck and just is, like, just a talking head. Even if, you know, we all know those people in our own lives that act that yeah. just, just are with whatever the fuck. And so, like, those people, like, they got into politics now. And so, they like... I think, and I'm glad they're here, you know? I think more people, the more people that vote, the better. We need accurate representation. And so, like, I want them to become, like, you know, you want them to be, like, an informed voter, and you want them to, like, you want them to understand the processes of voting. And so I think it's it's not a bad idea to, like, go back through and check on everything and make sure we have processes in place. And, like, we all should fucking, you know, since there's this whole new pe- group of people, like, the past elections have turned out more people than have ever voted before. So why not reinforce like election security? And I think, I think if you frame it that way, everybody can just be like, well, yeah, that fucking, you know, that we can all get behind that. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I I think there's a lot of truth in that. I, I don't think there's anyone out there. There shouldn't be anyway that wants like unsecure elections, right? Like we all want the election to be, secure, fair, sound, no problems, no, no fraud of any kind. Like everybody wants that. That's a common goal that we all have. It's just, you know, one side thinks that voter fraud doesn't happen at all. And the other thinks it's, you know, very prevalent and a widespread issue. And I think just kind of, you know, like, like emphasizing like what security measures are in place or, you know, like like if some place has like outdated machines, maybe get them some new ones, you know, or something like that. Like there are steps that we could take to to help people feel better about the integrity of the elections. And, and that you know, like saying that, you know, shouldn't mean that you're some sort of election denier or, or, or anything like that. I mean, everybody wants secure elections. We just, you know, pe- people need to know that their elections are secure and it's on. It's on the agencies themselves to demonstrate how secure they actually are, you know, to make, you know, to make voters feel safe and like their vote counts and matters. And I know, mean, I, I think that's important across anything. That's, that's important with anything government does, though. You know, I mean, that's part of the reason fucking all these libertarian ideas sound so good is because I don't trust the government to not be fucking around. Like, you know, I know people in the like, I mean. You see your fucking your local fucking people out working on the road. And you know you know them and shit. So, I mean, some of them maybe you know. You, it depends on where you are. You're back yeah, home yeah. and shit. <laughs> you know. So like, fucking, you know, like you know that they're doing their shit and that they're working and shit like that. But like, you also want to like you want to make sure that somebody's not lying in their own pockets with your fucking tax dollars and shit. And so I think like like with any other fucking institution that exists in this fucking country, whether it's the Department of Transportation or the Department of fucking the Interior, whatever the fuck it is that they do, then uh, I they, they might be the same thing. That's the same thing. I don't fucking know. Is one of them part of the other? No, I don't you said in, know. You said Interior and uh, transportation. No, no, no those no, are two different. No, ones. Yeah, they're two different departments. What does Interior do? Uh, it manages like federal land and shit. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, this whole kind of fucking, uh, yeah. And transportation has their whole own thing. That's right. Okay. 
Dude, I haven't been in a political science class in a fucking <laughs> minute. I need to, I need to open a textbook. Man, uh, Mayor Pete shit. is the is the transportation That's secretary. That's right. Mayor Pete. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, fucking real qualified guy. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a. I don't know. I don't, yeah, well, he, don't he's know. up there. He, he got it. Yeah. Sometimes you run for election and you just, you lose and you still get rewarded. And, and that's one of them. That's what a lot of people do. Like a lot of these candidates after they lose an election or some shit like that, they get appointed to some spot in the federal government. Cause like, you know, like their career is over or they've just lost whatever seat. Well, they, they obviously aren't fucking capable of <coughs> winning the shit right now. So why not fucking give them like, something to add to their resume so they can make it run again in like 10 years. See, that's what it is. That's see, that's exactly what it is. They're like, you know, the party does a very good job. Both parties do do a very good job of like trying to build up candidates that they think, you know, could run for something big in the future. It just, it's just that the people that they pick usually suck. You know, they're good at promoting them and giving them jobs and making them look, you know, giving them a lot of camera time and shit. But it's just usually the people that they put in those positions suck. It's usually their friends and and shit like that or their friends or somebody who's kissed their ass. And if you're the friend of a rich person, then you're probably a rich person yourself. And if you're an ass kisser, like I don't typically fucking, you know, most people don't fucking always get along with those kind of people. Mm -hmm. So that's why so many people feel disenfranchised by politics and shit. Is it's just like it's like okay, all all of y'all motherfuckers are dumb as fuck, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I should yeah. say that on the podcast, but yeah, I feel like that's what everybody feels. Well, you said it on the podcast, so it's uh it's staying because <laughs> I don't feel like doing any, doing any editing, so it's in there. Uh, one thing that's I do want to do because we'll we'll probably wrap up here pretty soon, but one one thing that I want I texted you this earlier this week and we don't have to go into like a deep dive into every midterm race. We're, you know, we're 47 minutes into the podcast, but um, I did want to mention that like, like two months ago or maybe even a month ago, I would have said that I thought Democrats were going to hold the Senate and Republicans were going to take back the house. And the latter is a given, like nobody, nobody really is out there disputing that Democrats are going to take, Back the house, uh, or Republicans, no, Republicans the house. yeah. Um, yeah, nobody really disputes that it's the Senate where people have more questions. And before this past week or two, I probably would have, you know, I like I, I, I would have said Democrats are going to keep it, but I don't think they are. I think, um, there are a couple of things that factor into it, but like there, there's a handful of close races going on that are going to decide how the Senate plays out. And, you know, Georgia is one of them. And I think (laughs) Herschel Walker is such a terrible candidate that I think Republicans have completely screwed up their opportunity there. I think, you know, I I think they had an opportunity to flip that seat back earlier in, in the, in the cycle. But I think with like, like the fourth abortion story coming out about Herschel Walker, his terrible debate performance, I think he's dead in the water. I think he is. So he's I, I think he's, he's yeah, he's clearly like fucking. I guess you're probably not going to have him on the show. I'd love it if he came on though. But I would I like, would love to have him. Herschel Walker can come on this show any day of the week. Um, but he, I'd like, love to, he obviously. <laughs> I'd love to talk to I him remember, about his football career. I've you watched, know? yeah, his football career something, dude. I remember yeah. watching the fucking documentaries about him and shit, and he mm. was like. Like he sounded dumb as fuck back then, and I was like, ah, he's he's fucking bumped his head. But now it's like, oh, he hasn't changed, you know. Like you don't get better, you know. I've always heard your brain doesn't repair itself, but you know, and it, and it I wasn't doesn't. Sure, I was hoping it would. I was hoping yeah. it would, but fuck yeah, it, yeah. No, I might be fucked too. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely doesn't. Herschel Walker is definitely a case study in that. If you're expecting Shit, your brain to get better over time, it will not. Um, yeah, so I, oh God, I mean, we could do a whole episode about fucking Georgia, I feel like, but um, so Herschel yes, Walker's uh, not going to win there. But yeah, Pennsylvania was one of the ones I wanted to highlight because so 
in, in short, brain activity. <laughs> in short, I think Republicans' path to victory for the Senate, taking back the Senate, runs through Pennsylvania and Nevada. I think those are the two that maybe two months ago I wouldn't have said Republicans are going to win. I think everything else is basically a lock. I think Republicans keep North Carolina. I think Vance wins in Ohio. I think Ron Johnson keeps his seat in Wisconsin. I think uh, the Utah Republican keeps his. I think Mark Kelly keeps his. That all stays the same. Pennsylvania and Nevada, th- those are the two that I think flip. And you I, mentioned I think, well, Fetterman. I think, so I think Fetterman. I think he, if like, if you had asked me six months ago, I would have been like, yeah, obviously. But, and, and, and like, honestly, it sucks. It fucking sucks because like, if he was able to just write down his ideas and like, I, I think Oz went on 60 minutes or some shit like that. I think he apologized for the shitty stuff his campaign was saying. I don't know if he apologized, but he was just kind of like, yeah, I recognize that I'm being an asshole, but like, it's unfortunate because Fetterman, I fucking, I've always thought he was kind of an interesting guy. He's a little bit radical. Some of the shit he said, I didn't know he said it back in the day. I like a guy who dresses like shit. Cause I like to dress like shit. So like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm I'm but, uh, I'm actually going as John Fetterman for Halloween, and the best part about that is I don't have to change my wardrobe at all. No, he's, yeah, he's I, just, I just have to walk it. outside. You just gotta walk outside. You honestly can act about the fucking thing. He's all right, though. <laughs> yeah. Is he? <laughs> did you Did you watch that debate? <laughs> no, it was. I mean, like you know, Chuck Schumer, fucking like Mike Drop, though. How he was like, no, I think we're all right in PA. He said, I think we're good. But I don't know, bro. I think I think Schumer's wrong. <laughs> I think I think, I think uh, he's fucking thing, dead wrong. I think oh. the thing is though. That's interesting. So I think Oz, while I do think if, if there's anybody who's going to like upset what the fucking polling is going to say, it's going to be Oz and he's going to, wait, it, it is saying that he's like losing right now, right? Oz? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. He's yeah. Still, so, well, like, he's still behind think, in polling, but, oh, wait, he can actually, think, no, do what? No, go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, so, no, I was going to say, so like, Literally every poll conducted before the debate had Fetterman ahead. I checked this the other day. All of them, every single one had Fetterman ahead. There have been three polls run that I saw anyway after the debate. They all have Oz ahead. And it's a it's a significant swing. Like Oz bumps up by his, by five to eight points and Fetterman drops that same amount. But like every poll since that debate has had Oz ahead. And I, I think I think that debate was the death blow. I don't know, honestly. I, Whether it, it wasn't even the stroke shit. It was just that he fucking Oz got a bunch shit. He was like, this guy doesn't have fucking plans. And it's like, and also besides that, Oz is also kind of really moderate. And I think if he wins, when the fucking Senate is split, he will be that deciding vote a lot of times. He'll be that guy that caucuses with fucking Democrats on certain issues. You know, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I think he's more likely to do it than a lot of these other candidates that we're talking about. I mean, if you're if you're going to compare him just to people that are also running in this cycle, I mean, I think that's probably a fair bet. You know, well, he he like has to, you know, because he's from Pennsylvania and they're pretty moderate up there. Yeah, they just are. They are pretty moderate up there. They just are. Yeah, you know that that's why they you know well I mean Fetterman was seen as like. Like in his primary, he was seen as the moderate. Like him and Connor Lamb were two moderates duking it out, and then they had um, Malcolm Kenyatta, the uh, state legislator there. He was the progressive guy, and you know, like Fetterman won because he was seen as a moderate. And of course, now Oz is going back and pulling quotes of his from the past, showing that he supported things like a fracking ban, and you know that that was one of the moments in the debate where you know Fetterman looked the worst. He just repeated. You know, I support fracking four times in a row. And that was it. Like, he just didn't, you know, and I mean, Oz is right. Like, he did say that he wanted to ban fracking. He signed a pledge stating that he would do that or that he would support that. 
and now he's flip-flopped because the general election is here and this thing is fucking, you know, is razor thin. Razor thin. See, that's, I still think it's going to be close. I don't think Oz is going to win this easily, you know, as, as weird as that is. I still don't think it'll be that easy for him. I think it will be close. Are they debating again? No, that's the only one they had. Ah, they're gonna shit. That's just kind, the one. kind of sucks. I'd love to see a written thing because I think Fetterman, I, I, I know in the past, like, he's, I mean, I think he's just a fucking, just based on, I don't know, maybe it's all a fucking show, but based on the way he acted, you know, even like pre-stroke, all that shit, it's fucking like, like he seemed like he was really like, he could write his ideas out. I think that he would be good, but I don't know if that's. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think I think he's a guy who could like move in an okay direction, but also I, th- I think Oz is like. I, I I don't think they're really like they're not that different, you know. They would both yeah. probably kind of do the same shit. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they, they would they would vote slightly differently, but I mean, you know, on obvious shit, but like they wouldn't vote. Yeah, go ahead, like. You know how you talk about people who vote with the president or against the president or whoever the president is? I think yeah. that, like, they would be kind of – they would land equally in their parties. Yeah, like yeah, like Oz would be one of the Republicans that voted with Biden the most, and Fetterman would be one of the Democrats that voted with Biden the least. Yeah. You know, like Fetterman, he, he'd, vote with, uh, he'd vote with the president more than, like, Mark Kelly does. You know, or Joe Manchin does, but not probably not that much. You know, more than them, and I and I, no, I think Oz it, would be right. you know same thing. I think I think he might vote with Democrats a decent amount of the time. And I mean, I, I think that that like honestly, if you look at trends of that through history, that's probably the case because like if you're a fucking Texas Democrat and you start voting against energy shit, you know, you're gonna like you're not gonna you don't you don't vote the same. Your issues aren't the same in your state, so like. You just have to like play your cards right so you can get elected again. And that's just the game at the end of the day. And that's why it's hard for a third party candidate to get there and shake shit up. Because like it's unfortunate because like if you want to talk about moving issues on your like like this is just I don't know, just the fun issues, the shit that like the stupid shit, like the distractions, the the big shit also like the abortion shit, all that kind of shit. If you want to move that, it'd be beneficial to have a third party candidate. But if you want to just continue to move shit along for your state, then it's probably just better to vote for the Republican or the Democrat. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. No, I think that's right. I think, uh, I don't know. I think that's why people like libertarians need to get their messaging out more. Like they just, I feel like libertarianism is pitched wrong, like in the wrong way to people. And I think if they adapted their messaging to, modern times and they kind of pitch themselves like, you know, like, like as a party that's willing to work with the other sides where it makes sense. And like, uh, I don't know, libertarians offer like a very unique ideological fucking thing that we kind of just don't really have now here in like Congress or, or, or anywhere. And I don't know. I think, uh, you know, they're not really going to make a lot of progress in these midterms as much as it sucks. But uh, I don't know. Like we said earlier, maybe 2024, they can get a little momentum going behind them and, you know, maybe win some races, local races, state races, shit like that. That's why I love don't talking to libertarians. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love talking <laughs> to libertarians that are running for that shit, you know, because like, like, uh, well, the guy that I was going to have on tonight, Brian uh, Kunkowski, he, He's running for state senate, and there's he's running against a Republican. There's no Democrat, so he has, you know, like an opportunity to pick up a significant amount of the vote. I mean, uh, Dan Berman ran for state house. The Dan Taxation is theft guy. He talked to him, you know, a couple months back too. He ran. I, I think it was state house or state senate here in San Antonio. Oddly enough. And he got like 20-something percent of the vote. He was running against a Democrat, no Republican. And he got like 20-something percent of the vote. And like, it's obviously not enough, you know, and it's not really close to where they'd like to be ideally. But that's more than the fucking zero to three percent that libertarians usually get, you know. That's a decent chunk of the vote. Libertarians could, if they wanted to, 
put up a fight in those local state level seats where they're only wanted running against one other person, you know, fucking direct some resources could, down that way. Do you could, if you did some research, you could definitely find seats that were in like lower populated areas who might agree with some libertarian shit. And yeah. like, you could definitely win those state house seats easily, easily. Yeah. Like there's places where there's fucking 2000 people living in a place, you know? Probably. I don't know. I fucking, I'd have to go fucking look it up, but I don't, I mean, you know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, there definitely is. And like voter turnout there is probably super low. It's super low. And how much money would you have to spend to go knock on everybody's door to go fucking send everybody a fucking text? Not shit. Nothing. And then you'd have seats. You need to do that to fucking five places in one fucking state that, you know, then you have fucking a voice somewhere. You just, you, they should just take over a fucking state, a real part, or not, you can't, can't really do it in popular states, though. You gotta do it in, like, a fucking, I don't know, I gotta do some research. We also gotta fucking wrap this shit up, because, yeah, you know, we were fucking hour in, and I gotta fucking wake up at some point yeah. in the morning. Yeah, they should do it in Wyoming. Um, Wyoming yeah. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, no, I got <laughs> no, Wyoming would be a good spot for them to all, you know, gang up and, like, run that state. I think it's, I think it's perfect. Not that like it's the least populous state in the whole fucking country. Nobody lives there. They're already conservative. They probably hate the government. Why not? All that shit up there. Any of those fucking lowly populated states. Like, why not? Why not have it? And then you get Senate seats, bitch. You get fucking a lot of fucking voice instantly. Lots of power. Lots of power. If you hold if you hold one or two Senate seats, you basically can control the Senate if you play your cards right. One last thing I want to mention before we do wrap up here, that that other key to victory for Republicans, in addition to Pennsylvania, is Nevada with Adam Laxalt. We've talked about him before. I think, I think fucking, I think, uh, I don't know, I don't remember, I don't know if we talked about it. You have to fucking go into it, but from the things I've read, is like, that's, that's gonna go, that's gonna go red. Red for sure. Yeah, see, it, it didn't look that way until, um, Maybe a month or so back, maybe not that much more than that. It's like he he was polling behind in a lot of shit, and then all of a sudden the polling just switched. I mean, you know, he he's got Trump support, he's got DeSantis's support. He was the first guy that DeSantis endorsed out of state, and now all the polls have him by head by a few points. That one right there, that and Pennsylvania are going to be the two that Democrats lose in November, and it's going to be the two that give Republicans the majority. You can call it. I've predicted it here on the show. You said, Not, you said, you said uh, Nevada and Pennsylvania? Yeah, those are the two. You think Oz will do it? Do, uh, yeah, yeah. Shit, that's good. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I will. I mean, I think he does. I think, I think it's those two. I think that's the path to victory. Um for Republicans. It could fuck up. If they lose Ohio or Wisconsin, it'll fuck them up. <laughs> but uh, no, I think that's their path to victory. I've called it. It's not that impressive a prediction considering election day is like less than two weeks away. But um, I gave I gave out all my other Senate predictions basically on the podcast. I did it kind of quickly, but we, we can come back after the election and see how correct that are was. We, are we... Are we on? No, you should have another one. Uh, you're supposed to. You have uh, your tonight's guest is scheduled for next week, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk later this week, maybe this weekend, and I'm I'm gonna get that episode out uh, Monday before election day. Okay, because I would also like. Well, then we better say it here. Uh, fucking um, shit! I don't forgot. Oh, the governor races. We should fucking. I don't know how those are gonna go. I need to look a little bit into those, but like. No, so they're some not as exciting as the Senate races, you know. Like they're not as uh, I don't know. Well, they're they're exciting, but they really only affect you if you live in one of those states. I do live in one of those states. <laughs> uh, you do live in one of those states. I do. Yours when it, yours. Oh yeah, you did. You already kind of yeah. You did already kind of. Oh yeah, I said that. I'm going to vote for Mark yeah. Tippett's baby, Mark Tippett's for Texas. Gonna, <laughs> I about, I about <laughs> messed up his name right there. <laughs> I didn't mean to. It's an easy name. My bad, Mark. I'm going to vote for him, so I don't think you'll mind. Um, nah, it's, oh, it's all good. Just make sure. Yeah, no. Fucking. As long as you can pick the right choice on your fucking ballot, you're all good. Shit. I don't know, man. It might be yeah. tough. Uh, 
No, um, no, that's kind. Of, no, that's all I got. I think we've covered it. We covered Lula, Bolsonaro. Uh, we covered the Senate races. Ah. It's coming down to it. What did, free did agency you... is this Tuesday? That's all I was thinking. Oh yeah, we didn't get NFL. to that. That's, I mean, we didn't get to that. That's all right. We'll, well, we'll stick with just a political episode. It's been a solid Shit. political episode. It's been mostly serious. Um, it's been a good one. No, but I, I mean, that's that's all we've got for now. Um, then damn, the next Three time we points. do one of these, it'll be after election day. Let me throw in the one fucking one fucking free agent, Kareem Hunt. Is it going to be? Ah, it will be after election day. Shit, maybe we'll put one out on like fucking like Wednesday sometime, Thursday or something. Just maybe. fucking an extra one. Shit, maybe we do one. Maybe I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we do a live thing the Monday before election day. Why not? Just, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we we have options. We, we have plenty of options. I'm sure we'll talk about it at length. Uh, yeah, no, fuck it for sure. In the future, but yeah, no, that's all. That's all from us for now. You're gonna get this episode uploaded probably sometime tomorrow morning. Sure. Halloween. Damn, we we did. Did we talk about Halloween at all in this episode? It's a solid holiday. I'm sad October is gonna be <laughs> over, but also the next two months are solid too. I don't know. Winter's a uh, fucking. You're in Texas, so it's all the same for you. Yeah, yeah. We don't really have seasons. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's it from us. Look out for the next episode. That's it. Whenever it comes out. Who knows when that'll be. But we're out.